Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everyone. A surprise cover-to-cover episode coming your way. This episode is sponsored by Frangiola.fun. Frangiola.fun is my brand new website where you can go and find all my tour dates. It's also sponsored by Patreon. Patreon cover-to-cover. Go get a 5 or $10 Patreon. When you're over at Frangiola.fun, why not check out some of my upcoming dates? This weekend, I'll be in Boise, Idaho and Spokane, Washington with Fortune Feimster. Then it's Off Cabot Comedy Club in Massachusetts, a brand new gorgeous comedy club, Off Cabot. And then I'm on to Syracuse, Albany, and Hartford, all funny bones, New Hope Winery in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia City Winery. I need you people to start buying tickets to those so I look really cool and fun. Governors, Long Island, out there in Belmore. I'm coming back to Long Island. I said I never would, but I am. And then Boston, Laugh, Boston, and more and more and more. Frangiola.fun has everything. Go get your tickets and enjoy this surprise, fun episode of Cover to Cover. Want to feel old? You know when people say that? Want to feel old? And they tell you something about some child actor who's now 50 mm-hmm. or something. Here's one for you. 
That's why we're starting with Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf. Let me hear it a little bit more. This is from the Rio album. Great album, the Rio album. If you're my age, you had it. We all had it. You had the album. And today it is 40 years old. 40 years old. Today was this day, 40 years ago, Rio was released. And that's it. 40 years ago. Wow. That's a long time ago. I I wonder... I feel old by by hearing that. I wonder how Duran Duran feels. I wonder, like, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, but we're still going. They just got inducted into the Rock and Roll Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. Whether you think that's right or wrong, I don't know, nor care. But there you go. I like Duran Duran. I love Duran. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see them in September here at the Hollywood Bowl in uh, Hollywood, California. Mm -hmm. And so I got, and I'm doing another solo concert. Alex, I did my go-go's by myself. Yeah. Loved it so much. I decided to now do Monday, this Monday, I will be going to see Daryl Hall by myself. Oh, wow. Okay. And now Daryl Hall will also be by himself. He's mm. not going to be with Hall and Oates. They, no. They're not broken up. They still tour together, but they're now touring solo as well. So I'm going to go see Daryl Hall and Todd Rundgren is opening. I love them both. Wilton Theater. Oh, that's I, a good one. Yeah, that's I was like, why theater. not? Why not? So I go on StubHub, of course, mm-hmm. get my one ticket. And when you're doing, when you're looking for one, I mean, they just got so many options. You yeah. want up, you want way up top, you want way down, you know, orchestra, you want close, you want far. One person, one ticket, there's plenty. They were like, what? You know, what loser is going to buy this one ticket in the middle of the orchestra pit? I am. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. So uh, that's where I'm going Monday to see uh, Daryl Hall. Excited about that. And then, of course, well, there you go. There's Duran Duran, 40 years old today, the Rio album, Hungry Like the Wolf, off the Rio album, as many other uh, hits were from it. So much to talk about. And we're doing this. We're going to release today's podcast as kind of a bonus. Uh, we were going to release it on Patreon, our uh, our pay service that we like people to come over to. But we decided to release to everyone to show you guys what a Patreon episode would kind of be like this would be kind of like a patreon episode and mm-hmm. uh, you will hear we no record it and release it same record day. and release it same day so that's what we're going to do with this one we're going to show you to get more of you over mm-hmm. to patreon if you are so inclined five dollar ten dollar that's how we do it and you know it's the way you make a buck in this business these days and we have almost 1,700 Patreon people, mm-hmm. so I suggest you jump on board. This yeah. thing is blowing up. You're late to a good party. You're late to a good party. And we're going to give you the fun things that we do on Patreon on this episode. But so much to talk about in like just the uh, headlines. I would like to just quickly discuss something I don't think we've discussed on this podcast, and it's now come to an end, a tragic end, no less, was this uh, escaped convict and oh, like the yeah. prison warden woman. Classic tale. I love this tale. Mm-hmm. I love the classic tale of prison warden gal. Swarthy. And, yeah, yeah, no. and, and who, who runs off with, yes. with prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it quite a bit, actually. Yeah. And uh, it's fascinating to me. It's fascinating on many levels because I think when you work in the prison system, I have a friend who works in the prison system and... I think it's a very uh, inside world, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of become, I could see how it would happen. You don't re- I don't think you have many 
I, I'm this is based on absolutely nothing. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but why not? Why would I start having facts now? I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go. I think it's a it, it, it's a it's a world you live in, and you become friendly with like the the prison. I think Everyone, I don't know. You know, yeah. yeah, like the prisoners and and the, and the other wardens and. And that's your world. Mm-hmm. Prison becomes your world. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me too much that relationships start because where the fuck else would your relationship mm. start? You know, I feel like you're always surrounded by prisoners. Yeah, so. we all date in the workplace. <laughs> exactly. Right. This in, poor gal. In, a, in a way, that's kind of what it <laughs> you is. You never dated you know? a customer? <laughs> <laughs> and she's, you know, we've all, da- if you waited, worked in a restaurant, you dated the hostess. So yes. that's not unlike dating a six foot nine. Mm-hmm. Now that that's the other thing that I read about this guy was either six foot eight or six foot nine. I had read either way, gigantic. Mm-hmm. So how he managed to escape capture for I think it was almost three weeks. Yeah. It was beyond me. Cause I don't know. You see a six foot nine guy anywhere. You're like, ah, that's, I've never, you don't see that very often. Mm-hmm. So right away, it'd be like, if you were living in the area that he was supposed to be in. So yeah. I think, you know, whatever state, I think, you get where the prison was, but they were eventually captured in mm-hmm. Indiana. So I don't think they got too far. Have you seen a giant walking around Indiana? Yeah, like We're the moment for. this guy walks into a Seven Eleven, you're like, oh, I think we got him. We He's six foot nine guy, and, so, and if you're wrong, you're like, ah, well, I just not a six foot nine guy. There's yeah. probably three of them in the yeah. entire country who aren't NBA players, you know, or already in prison, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. So, so this guy's obviously had his issues over the. I read a little bit about him. He's mm. a, you know, he, he's a, a career criminal. Yeah, and I guess this woman. Looks just like the woman. Like if you were told about this woman, mm-hmm. and uh, and any the other woman, it was a couple of years ago. The same thing happened. The two men ran off. Yeah, and she she was with one of them, and he, they both I think one of them got shot in a in a shootout. They all yeah. they all end in a blaze of glory, mm-hmm. you know, as Bon Jovi says. They all end in a in a in a shootout, a car chase, car in the chase, shoot. That's exactly yeah. how this one ended. Car chase, car rolls into a ravine. Sheesh. They said a self-inflicted wound. She shot herself or he shot her, whatever. Mm. But I guess it was, she was just like, fuck it, time to go. Like, I'm going to go out of here and just guns a blazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and all her friends and family are like, I don't know. She seemed pretty normal up until yeah. a few weeks ago yeah. when she just went bonkers. But looks exactly like what you'd expect her to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got a prison warden haircut. Mm-hmm. she's got pre- and i guess you know let's say out in the real world was she going to kill it on the dating scene no no so you get a prisoner who's you know probably walking past her every day giving her a the cream of the crop yeah giving yeah. her like a yeah you know a, a compliment here and there mm-hmm. you look nice yeah i like what you did with your hair yeah i like the crimping that oh, you've you done notice yes <laughs> whatever yeah, i did you know i like your fried ends on Ooh. your hair you know <laughs> and she's like oh thank you so I just fried them. <laughs> so next thing you know, they're, they're they're you know I don't know how they hook up, and maybe it's in the in the cell, or maybe they don't. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But it was a weird thing where, in this particular one, it's it's weird talking about it now because it's over and she's dead. Mm-hmm. But um, I just I watched like the video of them walking. They, she said, and I I don't know if that's a, the rule at the prison where they could just go. I'm taking him for a. Doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. Like, what? And nobody, there was just the two of them. Yeah. Like, she comes walking out to her car. He comes walking out. I'm like, well, I'm surprised this doesn't happen more often. Like, why don't you just keep driving? Yeah. And 
They did. The video was very awkward. Too. She just her body language when she was like pointing to where he yeah, should go. Know, it was very like, like yeah, she was overacting a little yeah, bit. It's yeah, it's like there's if this is the one spot where the camera is, right. you know, point right. before yeah. Yeah. And and then, you know, I guess they leave the car. The other thing that you kind of we all I think we all kind of want to happen in these situations. And let's face it, in our heads, we're like, we'd cast it differently. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't be this gal. No. We have all seen the pictures. And it probably wouldn't be this big, giant galoot with his big ears. Big head, big, giant ears, too. Oh, yeah. Not only was he six foot eighty, so he's one of those guys who's not only six foot eight, he's six foot eight in... And got some sort of issues. Yes. You know, he's got the low set ears, ectomorph, I believe is the mm. body type. Yes. You know, they're they're prone to um, a criminal behavior. Yeah. I believe. They're mm-hmm. like cold showers and criminal behavior. <laughs> I've read that somewhere. I don't know where. But anyway, uh, he seemed like he was a little off, mm-hmm. you know. White supremacist tattoos and shit. So we were gonna mm-hmm. have a problem. This guy was gonna pull some shit yeah. somewhere. But what we want in these, and I I I am gonna speak for all of us, but I'll I shouldn't, but here goes. We want it to be like two better looking people. If we were going to cast a movie now, mm-hmm. this would be, we'd let's say we'd make this gal would be, uh, would be, you know, we don't want to make a like a uh, 22 and, and super hot. Yeah. But we want to make her, you know, who'd be perfect uh, is uh, who's the one shit. She was, she was married to Nicolas Cage for a minute. Patricia Arquette would be perfect casting. Patricia, mm. Patricia we can, she's good looking. She's old enough. Patricia Arquette. Wait, I think Patricia Arquette was act, did actually play the one in the. Let me see. Let me pull. Because they did make a movie about the one a few years ago, and you know what? I think it might have been Patricia Arquette <laughs> who played the that blonde woman who ran off with those two guys. Oh yeah, that's a her it, look what, is perfect. Was for it that, Patricia yes. Arquette? I think she was. I think no. she did the other one. Ben Stiller directed it. It was it was on HBO or something. It was pretty good. Anyway, but this one I would cast Patricia Arquette again. Fuck it, let's let her do let's, them all. Yeah, let her, let her do all, all uh, wardens. It's kind of insulting. Yeah, wardens who run off with the uh, prisoners. Escape at Dan Mora. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Cool. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah, Patricia was Arquette, Patricia right? Arquette. Oh shit. She's got that. Yeah, she does. See, have I should that be a look. casting director. I called it. Uh huh. So. All right, if Patricia Arquette can't do it, get the Australian uh, girl who's in everything. Um, uh, Tony Collette. Okay, got it. Tony, I knew that one would come to me. Get Tony Collette. Tony Collette. If Patricia Arquette can't do it, mm-hmm. get Tony Collette. Also, a great actress. I would love to have her. And if they can't do it, get that mm. the girl from uh, that fantastic actress from the Kevin Costner uh, Montana show. What's the name of that show? You like? That oh, show. Yellowstone. Yeah, get the, that girl from daughter, Yellowstone, the redhead girl. Yeah. yeah, she's great. Yeah, get her. She's wild. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's actually put her up to the lead. Well, she's going to be our first choice. Yeah. Then we'll go Patricia Arquette. Then Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my casting. Uh, and the guy, of course, Kelly be, Riley is her. Kelly name. Riley. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's she's great. And then, uh, and what we want is we want them to. We want them. We want it to end. We want them to get to Mexico. Yeah. You know what I mean? We want to never hear from them again mm-hmm. and be like, what the fuck ever happened with those two? And we want to hope that they're living some life down on a beach somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, like at the end of um, Shawshank Redemption, you know, where they just get out. And yeah. Go to they make Zay, it. Zay, Wantanejo, mm-hmm. Mexico and work on a boat. That's what you want. But you know, it's never going to happen no. that way because I don't think you could even cross the border once they get they're out of the prison, they just throw up every 
to, to yeah, everybody. Everywhere. Every every border crossing person mm. knows who they are. They're all looking out, and that's the end of it. Lucky and this guy us. can't even fit in a trunk. He's six foot eight. Mm. It's not like you can hide him under a blanket in the back of the car. No, not at this all. He's got big feet sticking out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would spot him in a minute. So they, there's no way they were getting out. I'm surprised they took three weeks to get him. Mm-hmm. At one point, I saw a video of him washing his car. I'm like, forget the car wash. What are you doing? Just drive around in your dirty car for the next yeah. three weeks. But or just find a place and go nowhere. Like, that's the the funny thing is, I know it's isolating. None, nobody likes it. You just got out of prison. I'm sure right. you're looking for a buddy or something. Yeah. Spend six more months just quiet, just in the in the hills somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. you're fine. You're fine. I think. That's what I would But anyway, they wound up. I, you know, they saw him mm-hmm. and on the run, car flips over. She winds uh. up dying. He's just got, he got captured. He's back. Mm-hmm. He's in, he's back in prison. That'll be the end of it. They, mean, the guy said never to be, see the light of day ever again. Yeah. He's done forever. Was he already with it? Like, did he already have life? Or? I may, I don't think it was, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've read, there was, I was reading different things that he'd done over the years. Mm-hmm. And then it was it, it was nothing of like murder. And then I read oh, he did stab a woman in her yeah. house and killed her. And oh, like, yeah, oh, he was shit. In. So he's fucking mm-hmm. bad, too. Did you know in Germany, if you try to escape prison uh, and you even if you succeed and they recapture you, they will not add time to your sentence because they understand like, yeah, every, like who wouldn't? Really? Like you got life. Who wouldn't try to? Oh, yeah. oh, if you had life in prison. Yeah, the, if you oh. try well no, it's just like if you try to escape, they're yeah. they understand. They're oh. like, yeah, that makes well, sense. The Germans are very understanding that's a, people. That's on us. Have we, if we've learned anything over yeah. the last 100 years, <laughs> they're very understanding people. Well, that's fantastic. So there you go. That was an interesting story we figured we touch upon it a little bit. But the real story I want to talk about is two people who have recently been, I guess the term is we're going to go with canceled just because mm-hmm. that seems to be the term everybody uses. Fired. Cancel culture. Yeah. Cancel culture, which um, I don't know if I've talked about it at length on the regular podcast or the Patreon one. I get them all mixed up. But let's, I, I have my issues with cancel culture because there are several, let's just say there are different reasons people are canceled. Most mm-hmm. people if you're going to be a Kevin Spacey or a Matt Lauer, that's canceling for sexually Harvey Weinstein. This is canceling for sexual stuff. And then there's the other thing where people say, I was canceled for things I said, which I don't think has ever happened ever. Mm. I think it's a fake Fox News thing that they use to scare old people into, um, you know, voting for whomever. Mm-hmm. I believe. Because honestly, I don't, I can't think of a person who has been canceled for something they've said, mm-hmm. unless it was something that some people say, well, he said, here, I'll give you a perfect example. And I don't want to say too much about this because I don't want to ruin my friend's career. But I have a friend who works on a Fox News show. Okay. Um, producer of one of the big Fox News shows. I don't want to say who it is, but it's a man who hosts a show on Fox News and he sometimes wears bow ties, or at least he used to. That's all I'm going to say about this man. But he hosts a show on Fox News, a pretty big one. Yeah. This person works on that show. And uh, I don't want to say if it's he or she. They will often write me Mm -hmm. and ask me for different comedians' numbers, Mm -hmm. if I have them, if I have access to them because they're interested in talking to them about a certain thing, whether most recently the Dave Chappelle incident at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. 
they want to talk. Can you give me blah blah? It's always somebody huge too. Like, yeah. Do you have Dave Chappelle's have Chris number? Chris Rock's. Yeah, phone like, number? and I'm like, do you? Even if I did, I certainly wouldn't give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and just have you call him. Where'd you get the number from? Chris Frangioli gave it to me. Like, I would never. No. But they, you know, she always writes me. Sorry, she. She always writes me and says, "Can you give me this number? That number? Do you know this person? That person?" And uh, I'm always. I never. I always say no. You know, not not because I don't like these people, but. I just don't, it's not my business to be mm-hmm. giving out phone numbers. And I don't honestly have any. You want Alex Kahn's phone number? I got yeah. it. But outside of that, I don't really have many big time comedians' phone numbers. So uh, most recently, she was telling me that they're doing some sort of thing on cancel culture, of course. Here comes, we're doing a documentary on cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and I wrote her and I was like, well, I honestly don't believe it. She, she asked me if I wanted to be on it. And I wouldn't, I don't, I just don't need to be, that's, it's a no win for me. Mm -hmm. And, and you're not the kind of person that makes the material that's inflammatory either. That, yeah. But I said, and if I did, I would come with the angle, which I know is the angle you don't want. Yeah. Saying, I don't believe it's necessarily true. Mm -hmm. And I could show you a thousand examples of it. Yeah. And I'm in a comedy club every night and I hear comedians saying pretty much whatever they want. Mm -hmm. I know you guys like to say that this is. People being canceled. For so it's like she brings up certain examples of what people have said on television mm-hmm. and and said, well, what, this person did this on TV. I'm like, yeah, but that's different because TV has parameters and it always has its standards and practices. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things you can and can't say on Attorneys TV. Attorneys look at that's everything. That's not canceling. That's no. it. That's a, You didn't play by the rules of television. You mm-hmm. just have to. Yeah. Sorry, that's the way it is. You Ask not, Howard Stern about, you know, cancel right. culture. Exactly. Yeah. You're not being canceled because... You said, uh, fuck on television. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's that's just something you can't say on television. Yeah. That's the rules. Um, so anyway, it was a weird thing. And then, and then the, she was she was bringing up, like, this person was canceled for saying that. And these are words you can't say anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, w- I won't say them because I don't want to go down that road. But yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, explaining a gay person, the F word for explaining, explaining yeah. a gay person and things like that. What about the, I'm like, well... If you want to do a documentary on words from the fifties that you want to bring back, mm-hmm. that's different. Yeah, like are, is this seriously going to be a documentary on why can't we say these words anymore? These yeah. people are too sensitive. We can't call, we can't call people retards anymore. Like that's kind of what you, they mm-hmm. were saying. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, the world has. I agree with certain things, you know, about this, but we also have to admit. Things move on. Like, mm. it is, think, listen, I'm going to be the first to tell you, some of this shit's a little ridiculous, admittedly. But, I mean, some of the things I read, and I don't think this, any of this ever really happens, but now one of the ones I'm reading uh, is like this, that there's like um, a lot of things where they're saying, if men want to say they're pregnant, mm-hmm. they can say they're pregnant yeah. to, or something. You've seen the pregnant man emoji? Yes, yeah. that's what are people talking yeah, about. But I just thought it was a about. fat guy. No, I think it's pregnant man. Why though? Um, yeah, I saw the pregnant so, man. Wait, so th- there was a news article the other day, and again, okay. this is very fringe. It's yeah. not like this is a very common occurrence. But somebody who had transitioned from woman to male, sure, had given birth post transition. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. So that's so they make an emoji about it. I mean, I guess. Okay. Did you see the? Did you see Elon Musk tweeted the Bill Gates next yes, to the pregnant yes, man yes, emoji? Yes, yes, that I was did yeah. See that. But Elon other, Musk doing jokes is so painful. Uh, I, it's painful. That, that meme got me. I oh, like really? that meme. But um, no, I other than that Elon Musk thing, I, I mean, the pregnant man 
man has just been a joke. I don't yeah, understand. and I think I feel it's been around forever. I feel like I should. I thought it was just a fat guy. I really oh, I thought, did. Mm, I thought you. I thought that, that was one of the updates. I thought it, it could just be. Came out. I could be yeah. wrong, but I. I also thought it was like one of those ones you just throw out there if, you, if you've eaten too much. Like, mm. oh, I had a huge dinner. Yeah. Tweet this guy. Food with a big baby. Stomach. That's what I figured. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that was a... Sh- so now I'm hearing other things about there's there's these, uh, you know, a- on the desks of certain mm-hmm. people they want to put um, in in me- b- children, but not children, boys' rooms, bathrooms, mm-hmm. men's bathrooms, they want to put uh, non-birthing person. No, like oh. they want to put tampons and stuff. And oh, yeah, they, they got to be in both bathrooms. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the laws some people want. Mm. If you want to waste a bunch of tampons and all this stuff, I was like, all right, now we're getting into fucking some craziness here. Mm-hmm. But as far as like saying bringing back some certain words, I was like, yeah, we don't need to use that word anymore. Yeah. You know, we law. Let's just let's just say that one's a goner. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. And how boring are you that you don't have better words? You yeah, know? you'll find well, another way. Yeah. You know, go to UrbanDictionary.com. Yeah. And and also, if you still want to say it to your friends, you just whisper it. Yeah. You know, you, you can't say it on TV anymore. No. And it's probably a better play world for it. You know what I mean? Anyway, what are you going to do? So I have a way, long way to go for the two stories I want to talk about. The other thing I wanted to say is that there are other people who are canceled for, this is the latest one. And there's been a few along the way Mm -hmm. for being just seemingly assholes. Yeah. You know, they're just assholes in the workplace. And that seems to be something that's no longer stood for. Mm -hmm. And in a way, who would you come? You almost kind of like that, you know, because as a guy who's dealt with assholes in the workplace for a long time in many different jobs I've had, I'm in show business. I'm in Hollywood. I've been in Hollywood. I've worked on a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. And this is a town of assholes is a town that almost celebrated asshole like behavior yeah you know you there was movies about it as a mm-hmm. matter of fact there's a fa- fantastic movie called swimming with sharks uh, that stars kevin spacey weirdly enough uh as this complete asshole agent of course there was jeremy piven played that character mm-hmm. on uh ari gold, on, yeah, ari gold yeah. on, on entourage which which we love we love watching asshole behavior yep. in hollywood it was mm-hmm. fun to watch in movies and tv and it was celebrated, like I said. And when you meet the people, those characters are now, based on. Right. <laughs> and and now it's just like, that's done. I, I cannot. I no. mean, there's been people flat out who we've known, anyone in the show business world, and even outside of it, if you've if you just read a few things, you knew like uh, Scott Rudin and some of these people who are just now mm-hmm. gone. Uh, Josh Whedon, I think, is a guy who was uh, just now gone as well. I mean, they're just like, Oh, that guy was a complete fucking asshole for 50 years. Who didn't yeah. know that? Everyone knew. But everyone like, now you no more. You're done. You're, you're done. You're going to be an asshole. You're done. And I think, honestly, wouldn't it be a better place if all the assholes were gone? But I also live in the real world where, listen, sometimes a job is going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your boss is going to be shitty. I don't know if it's the best place to live where everything is perfect. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it would be Mm-mm. because- you know, Frank Langella is no longer allowed to be in sh- movies, which he's the latest one, and we'll get to talking about him in a second. So, but it is interesting where now we're we're trying to create a world where nobody's feathers are ruffled the least bit. Yeah, you know? I think it's good. Honestly, and art is boring now. Uh, maybe who knows? I mean, some would say it's better. Some would say that it makes for a better work environment, and maybe it does. Like I could think of specific examples of assholes I've dealt with. Mm-hmm. I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example. On Chelsea Handler, 
not Chelsea. I love Chelsea, and I, people would think that she'd be the one I'm talking about, but I'm not. She was actually open to everything mm-hmm. and, and wonderful to work with. But there was another person who worked on that show who I actually like now, and we were perfectly, fir- but in a work environment, in a comedy environment, which mm. is what that show was, and an everyday comedy environment where we had to come up with shit every single day. Deadlines. Yeah, and I was... One that would, I would throw shit at the wall because we had to come up with a show in five hours, you know, Mm -hmm. started with nothing at 8 a.m., had to have a show on the air by 3 p.m. So it was one of those things where, here goes, this is what I got. Mm -hmm. And this person would always kind of have an issue with things I said or did or whatever. And finally, towards the end of the show, towards the end of the run, I was like, listen, bitch, or more something along Mm -hmm. those lines. I didn't say bitch, I don't think, but I might have. I was that fucking furious at this point. And I was like, you are the worst person. You're the lowest contributor. But like for comedy, you're the worst. You're supposed to be able to, this this is what we're doing here. We're throwing shit at the wall. Whether it's good or bad, who knows? Mm -hmm. But to just constantly block everything, that's not the way this this works. And then, of course, everybody else kind of agreed with me. And like, yeah, you know, so I think this person kind of knows that now, Mm -hmm. that they were a bad, but it was, that's what you have to deal with. And if you don't have the old asshole behavior, maybe things are more creative. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Does did the, does the asshole behavior make people more creative? Yeah, you know, it's getting screamed at, or does by Scott Rudin, you yeah. know, make you better? Yeah. some would say it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, here goes Frank Langella. Now, this was an interesting one because many people probably don't even know who Frank Langella is, nor care. But if you've watched movies or TV for any length of time, you know Frank Langella. He's been around forever. He's actually, I believe, been nominated for Oscars for uh, Frost versus Nixon, I think. Maybe he's won uh, Emmys, Tonys, Broadway guy in everything. Just one of those guys when you're watching a movie, you're like, this is going to be a good performance. This guy's a fucking pro. He's going to get the job done. So I guess he's doing a show on Netflix. It was a Netflix show, uh, Fall of the House of Usher, mm-hmm. which I believe is an Edgar Allan Poe uh, book or... Um, anyway, he, uh, they said he, he has now been fired from, for, uh, onset behavior, inappropriate, inappropriate behavior is the term they're using inappropriate behavior. Now, if you remember a few years ago during when it was all going down, when everybody was going, but most of it was for sexual stuff. Mm -hmm. But then there was the weird one, Jeffrey Tambor. Remember Jeffrey Tambor was, he played, uh, I, I forget the name of the show, but he played a trans person mm. in that show. And it, yes. was, and it was, people were loving the show. It was nominated all of the Emmys and whatever. And he was the toast of the town. And then one day, just everybody was like. Transparent. Transparent. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, this guy's a fucking asshole to work with. Mm-hmm. And and you were like, when, when did this happen? I mean, Jeffrey Tambor has been in everything for 40 years. When did somebody decide that this guy was an asshole? Mm-hmm. But once somebody says it, then all of a sudden you start to hear everybody go, oh, yeah, he was the worst person I've ever worked with, uh, you know, makeup people and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So there goes, there, you haven't seen or heard from Jeffrey Tambor since. Mm-mm. Gone. Just done. And I feel, now, Frank Langella, same thing. The person, now, what I've heard is, they've actually mentioned the girl who, a girl, she's a 50-year-old woman, woman, I believe. But yeah. anyway, it's Carla Gugino, who's been around for, I believe I'm pronouncing her name correctly, mm-hmm. Cugino, Cugino, 
Anyway, you know her. She's been around forever. Good actress, solid actress, and she is the one who uh, I guess mm-hmm. um, she had the run-in with him. Yeah, she complained about yes. about Frank Langella's on-set behavior, and then of course they do my favorite thing: they do the internal investigation. Mm-hmm. Netflix will be performing an internal investigation. Yes, whatever that means. It's my favorite one. They Dog do that. the bounty hunter will. Yeah, be yeah. Like who is getting? Who's, who's the, doing the internal yeah. investigation? So they do the internal investigation, and um, and Frank Langella's got to go. But Frank Langella decides, you know what? I'm not going quietly into no. the night. I'm going to write an op-ed or whatever they call it. He writes something and releases it. Maybe some of you read it. It was all over the, uh, you know, Facebook and whatever I saw. Mm-hmm. He's blaming cancel culture. He's yeah. saying this is cancel culture. Why was I? I don't. And it, okay, I'll, I'm going to try and play both sides here, like I often do. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not brave enough to take a full stance on any one side. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a pussy, so I I waffle on both sides. Okay. So I'm going to try and take both sides in this. And I do kind of agree with, in a way, with with uh, with him with by saying, I don't, how come I don't have a chance to respond? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out, and I can't even say my piece. Yeah. Then he goes on. It's a great point. To say his piece, mm-hmm. which is. This is classic, I guess. I, th- I believe Frank Langell is 80 or yeah. 79, 81, something like that. And it's, it's classic 80-year-old man in a new world. Mm-hmm. And I guess at this point, you just got to say what I often say in this podcast is you eventually got to get to the point where you go, you know what? This is not my world anymore. Mm-hmm. And just go, I'm out. I did what I need. I listened to Duran Duran's Rio 40 years ago. I said words I probably shouldn't say mm-hmm. back then, but I don't say them now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it's no longer my world. So I am take, a person of a different time. So I'll take a step back mm-hmm. and let everybody get their tampons in the men's room. I, I, it's, I can't fight this anymore. Hey. And the world is going to change. If you're going to be an old man shaking a stick at these things, it's going to start looking ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, Frank Langella writes this whole thing and he goes on to say, I mean, more or less incriminating himself. <laughs> he was like, so I said an off color mm. joke on the set. Big deal. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we weren't talking about that. We were talking about something else. So I said this. So I did that. And we're like, no, you don't have to mention any of that. No. But he, he goes on to say all this. Um, I said an off color sex joke. That was one. And then I did. And then I guess the final straw was there was a sex scene. They're shooting a sex scene. Frank Langella, Carla Gugino. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, right there, it's a little weird. Frank Langella's 80. Yeah, what Carla scene Gugino's, are they shooting? Carla I think, probably 50, if, if not less. Mm-hmm. What's it's, he escaping from prison Second of all, do we need to see Frank Langella in a sex scene? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. But he's, you know, as far as like, maybe he's a, he's a sexy 80-year-old, I'm going to say. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I guess these days, if you're going to shoot a sex scene on film, which is rare, you don't see me- them anymore. No, you usually just see them. They'd pop up for no reason in those terrible '80s movies. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'd be Shannon Tweed would just pop out of a hot tub with her tits out mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah, it's like what? Because why wouldn't we? Yeah, look at Shannon Tweed's tits. You show those mm-hmm. in this hot dog the movie, whatever <laughs> these terrible movies were. <clears throat> but these days, that's gone. Mm-hmm. And even sex scenes to a certain extent are kind of gone. And if you do shoot one, I guess because of the culture we live in, there has to be 
very specific choreography uh, leading up to this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no longer the days of and action, and you just do whatever the fuck you want, and they yeah. film it. So I guess everything is very specifically choreographed. This is what I'm hearing from from. It's wh- almost like standards Frank, and practices sure. for sex scenes. Frank Langell is this is what he's saying in his thing, mm-hmm. and. So they, they they choreograph it. Put your hand here. You put your hand here. We do that. We do this. We do that. Uh, but Fra- I guess Langella says, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm an actor. I I I improvise. You know, mm-hmm. I I I do what feels right as an actor." And I guess he slid his hand up her leg in a way she didn't want, and she's like, "Fuck, hey, old timer, fucking stop." And he, I, I guess he said something like, this is what I read. Mm-hmm. Do you like that or something? Which, okay. It, it's fucking creepy and weird. So Carla Gugino runs off and I guess doesn't come back. And they, Frank Langella is gone. Done. He's been fired from the show. And now he says he's fired from his career. Because honestly, at this point, who else hires you? Yeah. Because there's, you know, we I mean, have to, everybody has to. Have a certain no. We don't get Langella. Get Bruce mm-hmm. Greenwood yeah. took over. He's taken over this role, which I, you guys would know Bruce Greenwood if you saw him. He's been in a million things too, and I actually kind of like Bruce Greenwood. But I'll say this: he's no Frank Langella. Mm-hmm. I'd watch the Fall of the House of Usher with Langella. I don't know if I care with Bruce Greenwood. Yeah, it's a little different. But anyway, Bruce Greenwood comes in, and he's going to take over, and Langella's out. So. And there you go. That's an interesting one. But the other thing is, eventually, you were going to be out anyway. Like, I would imagine, this is what I say. This is, goes back to Johnny Depp. This goes back to all of these guys. You should have lived a life that you didn't have to keep working at 80. Alec Baldwin's another one. Mm-hmm. I'll give you Alec Baldwin. That's why he was out in New Mexico shooting fucking low-budget shit movies. Yeah. Uh, and you know, with 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 improper gun codes or whatever, mm-hmm. that's because he he lived too high on the hog. Yes, you have nine kids, you have eight Range Rovers, mm-hmm. you live in Southampton, you have a young hot, you have, you fucked up, mm-hmm. you fucked up. You should have had two kids. You should have kept your fifty six year old wife, mm-hmm. whoever the fuck, Kim mm-hmm. Bassinger, yep. or whoever the fuck else. Get an even actually even she's too much. Kim Bassinger's too too much trouble. As, as a matter of fact. Pretty good casting again for my warden, mm-hmm. my escape yeah. warden. Kim <laughs> yeah. Bass would be good. Good one. Um, but Alec Baldwin should have said, "Let me get a fifty-eight-year-old finder on, uh, you know, eHarmony or something, mm-hmm. and, and who doesn't want any trouble. It's not going to be running around on Instagram and in, in, uh, in yoga pants. Mm-hmm. Like um, we just have a nice quiet life. We get a sell the Southampton house, sell the New York house, get a nice place and." Riverhead, Long Island. It, mm-hmm. it could be a good one. It could be the best house in Riverhead. Yeah. But it's not going to be $9 million. It's going to be 900000 mm-hmm. And it is going to be fucking nice. That's what you do. You need the Range Rover? No, this one works fine. You need the new one? This one's good. Yeah. It has a, a cassette player in it. It's going to be... It still works? Cassette player? Yeah. It's works. fine. That's the way you need to do it. Then you don't have to continue... At sixty-five years old, going out to New Mexico with a with a gun that's mm-hmm. gonna fucking misfire or whatever the fuck. Yeah, if if you believe his story, um, and the same thing with Langella. I don't know Langella's lifestyle, but you're eighty years old. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go as as bold as to say this. 
and I, I'm sorry if this is ageism, but I'm an old man too. And I'm, my apologies. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to do some Logan's Run shit. Now, for those of you who don't know Logan's Run, this was a movie that came out in the 70s. Michael York is in it. Fantastic movie. And in the movie, I believe they should remake it if they haven't. It needs to be remade. It's it, it actually, I think it stands up more these days than it did even back then. And uh, they just killed everybody at 35. That was the, the uh, cutoff. Mm-hmm. People were killed at 35. Yeah. And anyway, Michael York figures out that you don't have to die at 35 and he runs. And that's why it's called Logan's Run. Great movie. I need, we need to bring back the Logan's Run type of behavior mm-hmm. and kill everyone at 80. Okay. So, I'll take that. Because then this would stop your Joe Biden's. Mm-hmm. You're, where we're getting into an area where I don't know. And I don't, should this, should this old timer be at the wheel? Mm-hmm. And I, that's all of politics. That's not just Joe Biden. No. Everybody in it's 80. Mm-hmm. I read today, Nancy Pelosi's 82 years old. Didn't she just and, get face injections? Well, who gives a, yeah. who, that's okay. I don't give a shit about that. But, Trying to be a hot politician? But 82, like 82, Gloria, the one out here, Diane Feinstein. People are saying that Diane Feinstein, who I believe is getting close to 90, they're saying she's having mm-hmm. you know, mental issues, which is the way life goes. Which is what happens Yeah, that's 90. what happens. Like... I don't think you should be, I know I know this is a controversial take because people are like, well, I'm 80 and I feel great. Sure. Okay. Sure. There are a few. Do you want the weight of the world? My father's 80 and he seems fine, but I honestly wouldn't want him running the country. No. To be honest. Yeah. Let him sit in his, in his kitchen sharpening knives. That's what he likes to do. Mm-hmm. He sharpens knives on a, that he, on a, a knife sharpener that he bought at Costco and he, he'll break it out every three weeks and sharpen up these knives to cut. Things that he could cut with a fork. Yeah, she was born in 33. Who? Diane Feinstein. Yeah. That's a... I'm saying that this is... It's time to just go, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I don't know. understand why you got to stick around. Mm-hmm. And this goes through every... I'm, this is not a political thing. Yeah. This is everybody needs to... Donald Trump is 75 mm-hmm. and he wants back in. Like, it's go away. Let is isn't there any fifty three year olds who want these yeah. terrible fucking jobs? Yeah, they know better now. I think at <laughs> yeah, this point so. you just yeah. know better. They're like fuck that. You're like no, are so, you kidding? I could just go make money in the and, private and, sector. And the and the actor thing too. Like even Langella, I mm-hmm. love. I like Frank Langella as yeah. an actor. I always have. But we couldn't find a fifty four year old guy who would play this part mm-hmm. and would would roll around with Carla Gugino, choreographed properly, put his hand where it needs to be on yeah. her leg. Like, why do we let Langella get involved in this? Let And if you're going to put Frank Langella in your movie, which you should before all this shit went down, he was a good actor. But don't put him in sex scenes. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. I blame the director mm-hmm. or whoever was in charge of putting Frank Langella in a sex scene. On top of Carla yeah, Gugino. Yeah. You, Frank Langella plays the old man who comes and, you know, won't give the kid his baseball back. And, mm-hmm. you know, that movie. Yeah. Whatever the movie that is. It's the movie where the kid hits a baseball in his yard and the old man's a crabby fuck and that's Frank Langella. Yeah. He's not rolling around with Carla Gugino. Mm-mm. What are you people thinking? On and it, so, so stop everybody, all of them. You got to just, just know you're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. You're 81. Yeah. You had a good run here. Mm-hmm. Go relax now. It's it time, time to off. relax. It's time to enjoy life. And relax and just have lemonade. And how after 80 years, like the world has changed so much 
in the last four years uh-huh. that I meet, like, man, right. I'm 30, and I'm like, geez, this shit's moving quick. I know. Like, it after, moves very quick. After 80 of these, just chill, Just man. go, yeah, drink. And why wouldn't you? Like, I'm, I'm not even, well, I mean, honestly, I could probably retire tomorrow, and I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why you would want to be in some of these, some of this, these situations. Like movie making, you can almost understand. Like, how difficult is that? It's not like Frank Langella's hot tar roofing. You know, yeah. it's like, he's probably like, why wouldn't I go on a set where they got good food? Everyone's kissing my ass. You know, there's people who give me my clothes. Mm-hmm. So, why wouldn't I keep this going as long as I can? Yeah. You know, I don't have to go out and shop. Their, their pants are tailored for me, and then yeah. I get to keep them when the fucking shoot's That's over. A good point. So, there's probably something to that. That's why these guys fucking hang around forever. But, so anyway, on to the next one, which was interesting. This is a good one. The next one that came like a day after Langella mm-hmm. is Fred Savage. Fred Savage, and it's the same thing. Inappropriate on-set behavior mm-hmm. on the Wonder Years reboot. Now, we all remember Fred Savage is the Wonder Years kid originally. Kid. I mean, he was probably 11 when that started, maybe even less. Yeah. And then he was in Princess Bride, and he's been around forever. And I think he went into kind of TV directing for a long time. But he's, you know, he's in the, he's always around. He's around in 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 different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they do a reboot of of the Wonder Years, which I've read hasn't even been picked up for another season, technically, and I don't think it did very well in its first season. So I don't even know if they were like excited for it to come back anyway. Yeah, it had done one season, I think, on ABC or whatever it was on. And uh, I don't think it was killing it ratings-wise. But I guess, so now they're saying that this onset behavior was, he was like an asshole to mm. people. I don't think this one was sexual. I've been trying to read no. details, and I haven't read anything. But he has, in the past, been accused of, like, uh, sexual, like, not sexual, like, just saying things to make up artists and shit. Mm. Like, you got a nice ass, or whatever, who the fuck knows. Yeah. But once again, now, this is another thing. That's a. This is a kid who's been in Hollywood since he's eight years old, or maybe even younger. Show business family. His brother, I think, is in the business as well, mm-hmm. and they're in the the family. The mother and father are in the business. They, and that you know, here's the other problem. They don't know the rules. They never had rules. They were on. Everyone's kissing your ass all the time. You don't have any fucking, you don't know what the parameters of life are. You're like, oh, I can, I can do anything. I'm fucking Fred Savage. I've been, mm. doing, I've been doing anything I wanted since I was I've seven. I've never heard no. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So then that's another weird mindset. Now you're this guy who thinks you can go do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to tell you otherwise. But now that might be ending, which is also kind of good, I guess. Sure. Fuck you. You can't scream at people on the set. Mm-hmm. You're out. And now he's done. And... To kind of agree with Frank Langella, you should be able to hear these people out, but it doesn't make any difference. The court of public opinion has already been, uh, been, been, been said, Mm -hmm. and you're done. You're nobody. You you can't. You're not going to go into something else. You're out. Now, in the case of Fred Savage, I mean, the guy's relatively young, I think, and I think he's got a long way to go. So who knows what you do now? Yeah, maybe you get back in. I don't know. I can't think of the person yet. Who's gotten back in outside of like the comedy world? Yeah, you know, like like the girl, the guys we all know, the Crystal Lee's and the, and these people that we've talked about in our world. Alex and I are comedians, mm-hmm. and 
So for us, these things mean a little more than probably to you guys. But these guys are already back touring and stuff in comedy clubs, but that... It's a different industry. They're not getting back in television no. or movies or no. whatever. The Brian Callens. You're not and getting all these anywhere people. where Pepsi is sponsoring right. it. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't under like who is coming back. Who can come back? Who's coming back? Can you come back? Mm-hmm. Can Fred Savage come back? Can Frank Langella do something again? I no. I'm going to say no. I just don't think they can. Like Alex said, if Pepsi's involved, which in the most case. And and now or Ford and now or now the, the the interesting Papa thing Jones, is yeah. it's not even them because Netflix is now Pepsi. You know what I mean? Netflix mm. like oh we're we're a huge company with our reputation. Yes, so we can now. Not that these things would anyone give a shit if Frank Langella is in another movie again? Most people don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. To no. be honest, They're like I haven't read the Frank Langella story, but that's why we have cover to cover to give you guys the stories that you might not otherwise. We're breaking it. No, we're breaking these stories. So anyway, those are two that I wanted to discuss because I find it I find it a little fascinating, and it's also so. For, did we figure out Fred Savage? It was just for being an asshole. This is they said. There's I, been other issues in the past. So, oh, Pop Sugar. Oh, said they, uh, the Pop Sugar, who recently voted mm-hmm. us the sixth funniest podcast in the world. They they had just reported that uh, he was quick to anger. Quick to, oh, so that's, that's a, an asshole. Yeah. Just an yeah, asshole. he's just an asshole. And you know what's so funny, like. Of all the people, like Fred Savage, just the guy we know, which always goes to show you we don't know anything. Like, mm-hmm. of, we know the public persona. We don't know the guy on the set. Yeah. But it's like, uh, God, he seemed like Mr. Cutesy, you know? Like, yeah. He certainly didn't seem like a guy quick to anger. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy quick to anger. But I, I do it in my car by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. once I don't do it to people's faces. No. I shut my car door and I... You know, and I, then I get quick to anger. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not brave enough to do it at people's faces. I do it to myself in in the car, or, you know, in, in the bathroom. Yeah, but, a lot of the what I should have said yeah. was that's me. <laughs> what I should have said. Right. So I'm not quick to anger. Uh, although, so that's interesting. Quick to anger. Mm-hmm. That's a new one. Yeah. So that's going to be the new one. He's quick to anger. He's quick to anger. Uh, and what's what are you quick to like about? The Wonder Years reboot? Who gives yeah. a shit? Like, that's what somebody should stop. When he's screaming on the set, somebody should go, cut, stop, hang on a second. Hey, Fred. Fred, 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 this is not, we're not launching a, a rocket into space. This is the Wonder Years reboot that nine people watched. Nobody gives a shit. What are you quick to anger about? Relax. You want to, you want to, you want real problems? Go over ne- to the studio next door. Franklin Jell is running his hands all over mm-hmm. Call of Gugino. We're having problems here in this town. I mean, this is. Everybody a- keep in your bed. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You're all making stupidness. Like that. <laughs> that's, that's always the funny thing about even this Johnny Depp case a little bit. You know, they're talking about some of Johnny Depp's. He was mad on the set of, they came back from the set of this. I'm like, mm-hmm. some of these movies, like, what? That my one takeaway from the Johnny Depp case is God, the guys made some shitty movies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. what what are these movies? I don't mm-hmm. even remember half of them. Like he's he's made very few good ones. Since honestly. he's been with her, it's probably been a lot of quick buck. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's there's a lot of bad ones in mm-hmm. there. He's certainly not doesn't have the track record of yeah. some of the you know people who've made some. Well, good ones. you didn't love Secret Window. Oh, is that a is that really a movie? Because <laughs> think that's yeah, that's he's it. made some bad ones. Yeah, wasn't that the one? Anyway, where, yeah. So, so I did find this or, or this thing about uh, Fred Savage too. Um, yeah, it's just like a costumer said he was a dick, like on the grinder. On the yeah, that was uh, a, the costumer. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I don't at some point I don't. Know. 
we've said we've beat this point to death too, but it's like, yeah, sometimes your bosses are dicks. I don't know, like. I, yeah, exactly. Like it is. You don't interesting know, You that also don't know the level of weight. Yeah, you on gotta the, on the top person. Yeah, I know. And then you should have jobs where people, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, I can't. I wish I could leave this job, but I can't. I know my boss is a dick, but I got a fucking bills to pay. Yeah. Like these, but I mean, listen, if every asshole's gone from the world, it'd make the world a better place. We aren't, don't we all, even if you are an asshole and I could be considered by some to be an asshole. Mm. Some people would consider me. I've said it once or twice. Many people have, Alex. In three years, once or twice. You wouldn't be the first. And there's been plenty of one-star reviews left Mm -hmm. for this uh, podcast that call me an asshole. And they wouldn't be wrong mm. in certain situations, but I, even as a as a uh, self appointed asshole, I like the world when people are nice. Yeah, you know, it's just like if you walk into a restaurant or a bar or a grocery store and everybody the the cashier is nice, or nice, it makes your day better. Yeah, you get in the car and you're like, wasn't that cashier nice? Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question. So you get rid of the top of the food chain for being an asshole. Right. Whatever, whatever company, whatever it is. Okay. And then somebody else who's been putting in the time, a real natural born leader, a lot of people follow that person. Okay. They're going to slowly start to rise through those ranks. Uh-huh. And the further you rise Does through that anything, them an asshole? the more confidence you gain, the more you understand the whole right. organization as a whole. And then when somebody talks out of turn, you go, hey, asshole, I've been here 30 years. You don't know what you're talking oh, about. So, oh, interesting so at point. point. At what point? So you're saying that success could make you an asshole. Success paired with seniority means you've seen more of it, and maybe other people are talking out of turn, and someone's got to tell the costumer, no, 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 no. Alex, I hope you never work with Carla Gugino. Mm -mm. She is not going to put up with your bullshit, Mm -mm. my friend. Well, I would... I would have handled that a little different, you know what I mean, like Carla. Yeah, well, that's I think that's what Frank Langella. I know, to do. but look, but she, I'm not Frank. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but exactly, so. I'm not Frank Langella. Anyway, it's uh, it's all very, very interesting stuff, fascinating stuff, fun to talk about. And now we'll give you one more thing, just to give you something that's very cover to cover, because Alex has a passion for oh. it, and we, we're trying to show you guys um, what a Patreon episode would be like. Mm-hmm. Frangella.fun. Go to Frangiola.fun. This episode is sponsored by Frangiola.fun. That is my website. And I just added a show that I'm pretty excited about because I said I would never play my hometown of Long Island ever again. Ever again. I was done with Long Island. I felt I've had some... And it's nothing against necessarily the people of Long Island. I'm going to blame more the people of Ronkonkoma, mm-hmm. my specific hometown on Long Island. Um. There's been there's been times where I've played a place out there called McGuire's Governor's McGuire's, and it's in Ronkonkoma, and uh, and people will come, and I'm 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 grateful that they come, because they know me from high school or wherever, and they come because it's more of like I don't think they come necessarily watch the show. They come because it's a more of a high school reunion. They're yeah. seeing people I haven't seen this guy in thirty years. There's blah blah. There's blue blue. And they're all like, fuck, into it. But then they have some drinks in the bar before the show begins. Once again, they don't give a fuck about the show. Mm -hmm. It's all about talking about, you know, whatever touchdown they caught in 1985. Yes. Then they come into my show, and now they're just screaming out, Ron Conkama, Long Island game, you know, shit that, and I can't, so I'm like done with it because I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. And then I've talked to other friends of mine who've played Long Island and they're not even from Long Island, but they've played it. And they're like, oh, that's a rough crowd. That's a, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Like even Sebastian Maniscalco, who was playing at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, 
told me, he's like, I couldn't even get, I couldn't, and I played everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I played arenas and I couldn't get through a set. And he's a god Par- to those. Yeah. He's they like, I couldn't, I couldn't get through a set at the Paramount Theater. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of said I'm done with Long Island unless I get to a level where I'm playing Westbury or, or hunting the Paramount and Huntington, somewhere big, I'm done with the comedy clubs. Yeah. But I was, once again, I'm full of shit and I'm coming back to Governors and Belmore, Levittown, Belmore, Long Island, the one in Belmore. And I'm coming back one night only, Thursday mm-hmm. night. Uh, I'm coming back to Long Island. And I want, I don't necessarily, I don't want the people from my high school. I don't want them there. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna promote it on my regular Facebook page because I don't want them there. No. I don't want the people I've known for forty years, fifty years. I don't want them. Mm-hmm. And I, this sounds bad, but I just don't. You've seen it. You you can go have your high school reunion somewhere else. It becomes something else. I want people from Long Island. Like the people I like, the people I talk about on this podcast all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know you. You don't need to know me. But we have Long Island in common. Mm-hmm. You want that's who I want. I want you guys to come and watch a fun. We're gonna have a blast. Anyway, that is already on their website. I looked yesterday. Go to governors.com or go to uh well it's not our friend Joel.funny because I just did it. But it's July 21st, Thursday night, July 21st, right before I go to Boston, Laugh Boston, July 22nd, 23rd, Philadelphia City Winery, New Hope Winery in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Syracuse, Funny Bone. Albany Funny Bone. These are all one-nighters. Yes. Albany Funny Bone. Um, uh, uh, Connecticut, uh, Hartford Funny Bone. One night, out the door. Boom, done. Boom, boom. These are all coming. They're all on friendjola.fun. The shows have been great. A lot of fun. Off the wall. We're loose. We're fun. We're having a good time. Uh, it's, it's much like this podcast, the live show now. That's what I wanted it to be. I'm done with the fucking trying to get a Netflix comedy special so you just stick to a certain set mm-hmm. because, oh, maybe there'll be a producer in the crowd and they'll say, well, this guy needs a comedy special. Those days are over. It's not, I'm, I'm not unlike Frank Langella and Fred Savage, out mm-hmm. of the business. Yeah. And I didn't even get to cut, touch Carla Gugino's thigh. No. I'm out of the business for many reasons because I'm old and gross and people don't want to look at kind of why Frank Langella's out <laughs> well, there too. Not. I mean, he's still running, rolling yeah. around with Carla Gugino. Mm. I didn't get these opportunities. So uh, now the shows are real loose. They're real fun. They're much like this podcast. Mm-hmm. We just kind of throw it at the wall and see if it happens. And it does. We're having a good time. So come out to the live shows. You would not be disappointed. I can assure you. I'm pretty excited about Governors on Long Island. If I sell, it's 130 tickets. If I sell 130 tickets on a Thursday night on Long Island, I'm going to be so ex- I could finally talk highly once again of Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, my people. You know, I, I think I've done more for Long Island on this podcast than anybody. Billy Joel, Amy Schumer is from Long Island. All these comedians, oh, yeah. Judd Apatow from Long Island. They're all from Long Island. They don't do shit for you guys. Mm-mm. I'm constantly talking highly, well, highly-ish of you. All right, anyways, there you go. That's that. Okay, we love these. I don't know why they've become a favorite on this podcast. We love doing them. And maybe we're doing them too much. We like to beat something to death. We get something that people seem to like and we just beat it to death. But here we go again. Last week or two weeks ago, we broke down fast food French fries. The Mm -hmm. best fast food French fries. What are people saying? Now, let me just say this. We don't make these countdowns up. They're not us. We're taking them from a thing called Taste of Home. 
Yeah. Which I thought was some ragtag piece of shit that nobody cared about. But I found, I started following them on Instagram and Taste of Home has one point like eight million followers. Yeah. So they're good. We love our girl, Christina Vani, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Christina Vani is the girl we go to for her countdowns. So she's the one who's doing all the legwork. She's putting in the hard work here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just we just rip off Christina Vani and we count down what she says. And then you guys can agree or disagree. And I wasn't going to do this today, but I started to talk about it before I went to air with Alex. And I've never seen him be so passionate about one specific thing other than the Met Gala. He had a huge passion mm-hmm. for the Met Gala. And he was pretty passionate about French fries. But this one was off the charts, his passion this for This is my it. world. So I said we have to do it today because it's fresh and Alex is feeling it. I mean, you had to hear the way he was going into specific details about why this one's good what how they can make this one better i also realized i didn't know i ate this much fast food <laughs> <laughs> well and it doesn't look like it the no. guy i don't know how he does it he must just well he works out a lot so all right so here goes everybody this is exciting these are the seven best fast food breakfast sandwiches mm-hmm. we've all had them we've all walked through and for the now here's the way i have them because i don't uh, work a real job. I'm not up in the morning. I don't have to go and 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 be in uh, commute traffic. Mm-hmm. So I'm not driving through a drive through to grab my breakfast sandwich or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. usually in an airport. That's where I'm having mine. Early flight. I'll stop and I'll get them. So my my breakfast sandwiches are exclusive to like places that would be in an airport. Yeah. And, and airports don't, like, they're not yeah, the same. It's, it's a little bit different. I, like yeah. I say about airports, I believe they're all working mm-hmm. out of the same kitchen in yep. the back. So you're working Sbarro and, uh, and and Panda Express and Starbucks are all working out of the same fryer. Mm-hmm. I believe. I could be wrong, but I'm getting it. Yeah. You just see them walk. You never see a back. There's no back. You know, I don't know where the fuck they're doing all this. Yeah. But, but that's what I get mine. So I don't know if I could. Here it goes. Let's just, no, enough bullshit. Christina Vani, thank you. We love you. Christina Vani, I hope you follow cover to cover. We love you. Seven breakfast sandwiches. Here goes. We're going to count them down from number seven to number one. Even a quick breakfast should be tasty. So we embarked on a quest to find out which chain makes the best version of the classic breakfast item, sausage, egg, and cheese. I believe they're counting down specifically sausage, egg, and cheese, not mm-hmm. bacon, egg, and cheese, or that one yes. that with the fucking syrup on it at McDonald's. Oh, the McGriddle? The McGriddle, yeah. American Classic? Number seven. Number seven, Alex. You can feel free to chime in, mm-hmm. as can you guys on the Facebook page that we have for Cover to Cover or anywhere else you would like to chime in. Number seven, Burger King. There is no doubt that Burger King is a fast and convenient option when it comes to breakfast on the go. However, I found their croissant breakfast sandwich to be on the smaller side. Christina Vani's great about she not only um, judges the taste, she judges mm. the size, the portions. portions. So we like her for that. Um, and it came in uh, quite squished in the on-the-go uh, to-go bag. The service was very speedy, but I felt the eggs lacked texture. Possibly most fast food eggs aren't made with a whole egg. Like many of the sandwiches we sampled, I felt the sausage patty needed additional seasoning. I'm going to disagree with Christine Vani. This one, I feel sometimes there's a little too much. You know my feelings mm-hmm. on rosemary. I think I've, if there's one thing I've tried to talk about canceling, I've tried yeah. to cancel on this podcast. It's ro- it's the it's the heavy usage of rosemary lately. I believe rosemary's getting up in up in some shit. It's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Rosemary was for 
for, for Christmas items, you know, like a, maybe a Christmas ham, you threw a rosemary on it. Now it's in everything. Mm-hmm. Get, 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 get your rosemary out of my, I don't like it. No. Anyway, bottom line, Burger King was definitely the fastest of the fast food breakfast, but the sandwich wasn't my favorite of the bunch. Number seven. Number six, Dunkin' Donuts. This is the one on the list I haven't tried. Well, they are calling, here they call it just Dunkin'. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Duncan just Duncan's like a Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're trying to yeah. change their image, so they're just going. We're ju- we're, we're not donuts. Dunkin'. We're not donuts because mm-hmm. that's you know you can't say donuts anymore. That's against the rules. Yeah, it was like fried chicken. You couldn't say fried chicken anymore. So they went KFC. Mm-hmm. So Duncan's trying to change their image. We're not we're not donut for fat people. We're, we're Duncan. We're your we're breakfast yeah. sandwiches. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're a lot of things. Yeah. so we're Duncan. I'm going to say this about Dunkin'. I know the world is losing its mind. It's an East Coast chain for the most part. If you mm-hmm. come from where I'm from, the New York area, you know Dunkin' very well. It's moved out here recently. Mm-hmm. It never did much for me. I, I know like people are losing their minds when it came out here. There was like lines to get in. I, ju- I think everyone found out the same thing we all found out. Like, mm, I don't know, a little mm. overrated. Anyway, number six. Number six, Dunkin' Sausage, Egg, and Cheese Sandwich. Dunkin' offers three options when it comes to the bun. Croissant, bagel, or English. That's That you could choose from. Hey. I liked having a choice in terms of the bread part of the sandwich. I opted for the croissant. She likes the croissant. She does like she, a croissant. croissant Burger King as well. Mainly because that's what's pictured on the drive through menu. Mine seemed to come out a bit over-toasted. I love how specific she gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, this girl's got a passion for shit I like food, how we're also, love it. we're judging all Dunkin' breakfast sandwiches on like the one stoned kid at the location <laughs> by her that's, house. That's a good point. They come out a little yeah. overcooked. Yeah, like that was one guy <laughs> fucked yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah so maybe the ba- uh, option is strong at Dunkin', so I will keep an open mind. She says she's going to keep an open mind next mm-hmm. time. Overall, the sandwich wasn't a standout among the group. I love Dunkin' for their coffee. Once again, I'm going to have to disagree. Mm. Uh, and their donuts. I will say I do enjoy their donuts. I'm not, I mean, how many donuts can you possibly? You have but a donut it, every six months. On the East Coast, I think the donut game is very different out here. Have Whoa. you ever heard about the, uh, there's a documentary on it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've heard, I've about, heard about it too. Yeah. I'm going to watch Donut King. The Cambodian King. Donut yeah, yeah, King. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the like, guy. He brought every, all those people yeah, out here. Yeah. I know. Every donut place you see out here, mm-hmm. we have a lot of donut places like, I mean, in strip malls. It's like our. It's almost like our, our bodega out here. That's you where know, you get I'm glad you brought that up, Alex. I've been meaning cards. to watch that documentary. Yeah. It's called Donut King. I love the Dunkin' for that coffee and donuts. Uh, I will likely choose different breakfast options next time. But you did put it in number six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number five. Counting them down. American Counting them down. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Now, the, I believe McDonald's put the breakfast menu on the map. They invented it. Uh, yeah, yeah, more or less. I mean, the Egg McMuffin is just that. It's, I, I could be wrong on this, but I want to say it's kind of the first one. Nobody else was doing breakfast before McDonald's blazed that trail. Whether you like it or not, I say I do enjoy it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, once again, in an airport. Yeah. And judging by the lines... It's always the longest line. I think America mm. still loves McDonald's. Yeah. We love it. There's never, and I, you, you drive past them all over the country, all over the world for that matter. I don't think I've ever seen not 10 cars in a drive to a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. There's never been one where I'm like, there's no cars well, in that drive through ever, ever no. in the history of time. The McDonald's breakfast sandwich tasted different to me than I remember. I know they have adjusted some of their recipes over time and seem to remember being much more flavorful in the past. The main difference appears to be the sausage patty. Mm. Just as we want the hamburger patty on the Big Mac to be flavorful, it's important to properly season. She's big on seasonings of her sausage patties. They're pretty heavy on the sage over there. I think a little too much, honestly. I disagree with her once again. Uh, I I love the ease of swinging by McDonald's and the prices are appealing. I just wish they would bring back the old recipe. 
Uh, now, I had started saying this before. Go ahead, Alan. This is where they messed up. They went to a 24-hour breakfast model. Yes. Which means they had to go to, you know, what Alex, can we yes. make That's 24 a good hours point. a Alex day? Alex believes that they changed their, their recipe because of the 24-hour model that we all begged for. We all mm-hmm. hated the 11 a.m. cutoff yes. of the breakfast. And then they said, why, are we just, why don't we just release the 24 hours to everybody? Well, first they gave us the McMuffin 24 hours. Right. And then they brought the biscuit to 24 hours, and they had to get, go with a cheap, frozen did I tell you this guy had a passion for this? Here Dude, this is my childhood yeah. was the sausage biscuit, and they ruined it. They but really now did. let me say this: I believe that they have now they don't do twenty four hours. They went back to the cutoff at eleven. Yeah, I but think. they didn't go back. You never go back to uh, quality. Okay, you know what I mean. There you go. So anyway, that's number five. <laughs> I call McDonald's quality. Yeah. <laughs> you never it's, go yeah, back listen, to the quality of. I'll McDonald's. say this about McDonald's, and it's I don't who do, I don't eat McDonald's mm-hmm. a lot. I don't eat it probably once every three years. But I have to say, in a pinch, it's not going to let you down. Mm-hmm. And I think that, isn't that the, the business model? Yeah. Isn't that the Ray Kroc business model? It's mm-hmm. like, no, I want everything to be, no matter where you get it, it's going to taste the same. Yeah. And I, I'll say this, it, I, I, I can't hate it for that reason. Mm-hmm. One thing I've noticed, too, is when you're in a small town where they have like three things to eat, mm-hmm. the McDonald's is always better because you know you're going to get complaints. It's yeah. not like here, we just drive to the next place. You right, know? right. So, so it's possible. Okay. Number four. Four. I feel like this girl, our girl, uh, loves Wendy's. Mm-hmm. She did say that Wendy's French fry was number one, Christina Vani. Mm-hmm. She is now going Wendy's number four. I'd, I've never had a Wendy's breakfast. I didn't even know they did breakfast. The to be biscuit honest. is new for them. I believe it was like a pandemic ad. Oh, I think. Okay. Well, like many fast food joints, Wendy's offers the sandwiches on a biscuit bun. Mm-hmm. Looking at all three categories, the bun, egg, and sausage patty, I didn't find an element that was a standout in terms of flavor. Rumor has it Wendy's is actively working to expand and improve <laughs> their breakfast offerings. So, so I remain optimistic <laughs> that there's room for growth. Oh, good for her. Okay. Once again, Christina Vani. What inside scoop is she getting? She's hearing rumors on the streets Mm -hmm. that they're working to expand upon their breakfast. Mm -hmm. I'll say this. Once again, Christina Vani brings up the Frosty. Mm -hmm. She says, I don't give it. Wendy's can do no wrong due to the Frosty. She did the same thing with the French fries. She said, Wendy's is is great for their fries, and the Frosty's the greatest thing I've ever eaten Mm -hmm. in my life. Christina Vani loves the fucking. I'm going to wholeheartedly disagree with the next choice. Okay. And four, I've never even had it, mm-hmm. but I just don't like this place. And I and I'm I'm basing this all on one of them in Studio City on Ventura Boulevard. That's a bad one. Every time I go in there, I feel like it's dirty. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's it, it's a it's a mess. It's mm-hmm. run amok. There's no, there's no the rhyme. Two no entrances the kills two entrances them. It's way too homeless for a back door. Oh, great call. Alex. Yes. The two entrances is a problem. Mm-hmm. They should they should uh, just close that front. Brick up one of the entrances. Yep. Yeah, you're exactly right. Panera office for Panera. That's who it is. Panera. Yeah, Panera bread. Panera bread. Or just Panera, don't like Panera. it. Yeah. Thumbs down mm-hmm. on Panera as a whole. Yes. I think, you know, I remember when they first opened, people were going nuts for them. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's free Wi Fi. I'm like, free Wi Fi? What am mm-hmm. I, fucking homeless? I can afford Wi Fi. <laughs> I'd rather have one more slice of turkey on my sandwich than the one piece of turkey you put on. That's you fair. Cheap bastards. That's fair. Panera offers fresh tasting breakfast sandwiches served on either ciabatta or brioche bun. Alex, let me tell you something about me. You probably don't know this. Yeah, I don't know if you've read my bio. Don't like brioche. Ooh. No, I know. <laughs> I know. We're okay. That's a fi- I find it a little too greasy and buttery. So uh, let me tell you my problems with brioche okay. type bun. 
this is something I'd be holding in my hands, and I don't like all the outdoor, outside bun grease on the outside, mm-hmm. and that's what I feel brioche is. Yes. I feel like it's just a greasy outside bun. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just brioche the inside, I'm good with that. Yeah. It can be a dry, like a ciabatta. Dry outside. My hands are remaining not all fucking greasy. Mm-hmm. So that's, I don't like ciabatta. All right. I mean, sorry, I don't like brioche. So there you go for that reason. Now, they do two options at Panera with the okay. bread. Now, this is, I'm going to go, this is what I will You've say. had this one. The the bacon, egg, and cheese on brioche at Panera is my favorite breakfast sandwich. Wow. But they wow. do two egg options. Okay. During the pandemic, they only did scrambled. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Avoid oh. it. But the brioche <laughs> okay. with the over easy egg. Wow. The whole thing's messy. I the love it. The whole thing. Yeah. Put napkins on the shirt, but now, that's do you your best sit breakfast. In, now, you're getting your breakfast there. You sit in there, because they used to have nice, comfortable chairs they, used to be yeah, the thing, yeah. right? Yeah, no, um, I don't know. Post-COVID, I don't sit anywhere. Okay. Just feels It feels very good outy, you know? But, yeah, yeah, okay. The but sa- this, that's the one. The sandwich was hearty, and she li- She says the choice of bread she liked, good options. Mm-hmm. Um, I did offer the brioche bun. She did. I should also note that it was the most expensive Oh, Alex. I told Ooh. you Alex was doing good. I knew this fucking guy was doing good. <laughs> he left the most expensive. But it was also quite large, so I feel like it was a value. Uh, while this was a tasty option, the ciabatta bread uh, cost kept it from being my high. Oh, she, mm. the cost kept it from being wow. higher ranked. Well, she did not like the cost. The picture she... Obviously, uh, Taste of Homes not paying her shit. Mm-hmm. Christina Vani, we love her. I'm going to give her a couple of bucks. So we, you know, we'll send her... If she has a Patreon or a uh, or a, a WhatsApp, what do they call that where you just give people money? Venmo. Venmo. Mm-hmm. She has a Venmo. Send her a or, couple of yeah. bucks so she can, because we use, we've been using a lot of her countdowns. Now, I feel like we you, owe her 10 bucks. She went with the, the, the ciabatta, which is a very hard breakfast. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough eat first thing in the morning. Okay. She's in, she knows her stuff, but okay. you never go ciabatta first thing no, in the morning. No, she said she went brioche. She said ciabatta was too expensive. So any, I opted for the ciabatta bread for the taste test. Oh, oh, got said. it, got it. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I got you. Okay, all right. Number two, number two, and once again, I just don't see the yeah. But then again, I guess I disgusting. you know I'm gonna have to go back because maybe I'm not getting it right here mm-hmm. because it's constantly in the top three of every countdown we've ever done. Yes. Everything, everything they do, yeah, is Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. This Chick Fil A. Breakfast sandwich is a standout when it comes to the bun. I really enjoyed the biscuit, which had a homemade texture and flavor. The eggs were fluffy and fresh, and the cheese felt real instead of processed. This one could have been the winner if the sausage patty. She's fucking Christina with the seasoning. sausage patty. Fucking seasoning. She wants more seasoning. Now, one element made the sandwich runner-up. She didn't like not enough seasoning on Mm. her. She loves seasoning. If you gave, if you put seasoning on a frosty, this girl would fucking her her vagina would blow off. (laughs) Um, <laughs> a solid option for breakfast if you like sandwiches made with a breakfast bun. You can also order a chicken, oh, a chicken egg and cheese breakfast. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's on the Chick Fil A secret menu. Ooh, Ooh okay, all right. She all right. she runs in some pretty hoity toity circles. She knows well, all the secret she menus. Can't even afford chapati. This bitch is flat broke. <laughs> all right, Christine. Oh, oh, you know the good thing about Christina Vani. They have pictures of all the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. She is credited with the photos as yes. well. So she's taking the pictures oh, yeah, no. as well. She took all these. Yeah, that's amazing. Anyway, number one. And I've had it a million times. And once again, in an airport, sure, it's fine. In a pinch. But am I loving it? Starbucks. Mm-hmm. She says, in the end, I go with the a turkey sausage egg white, I think, at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. 
in an airport. Yeah. So it's not, maybe it's not at its best. I don't like the fact that they have real one in the case. Looks, uh, like, it, looks yeah. like it's been in there since, you know, three months. Mm-hmm. And that's the one you see like, oh, is, I'm not getting that one, am I? Like, don't give me that one. Yeah. And I think they get it from somewhere else. No, but. I don't think you're going to see any real ones in the cases. There is a supply chain issue going on with Starbucks is that right? breakfast sandwiches right now. Oh, I now. didn't know. Yeah. I did not know this. I, I, Dude, I'm up on breakfast sandwiches. You put eggs Alex, on a sandwich, I'm Alex, up on it. <laughs> we have done 9,000 topics on this podcast. The guy doesn't know anything about any of them. He knows every single thing about breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> in the end, Starbucks sausage, egg, mm-hmm. and cheese breakfast was the head and shoulder. Oh, not only... The winner, head and shoulders yes. above the rest. This came as a huge surprise for a place known for its beverages. I also figured Starbucks food options were, well, not so good. The real standout here was the sausage patty. Finally, this bitch found a sausage patty she likes, she properly seasoned. The element that put this sandwich over the top in a sea of lackluster sausage options. This one was well seasoned with herbs and spices that were uh, that we associate with yeah. a breakfast sandwich. She's talking the sage, baby. You're already there for coffee. Mm-hmm. Be sure to pick up this winner for breakfast. Thank you, Christine Ivani. We love you. She's a frequent uh, featured expert on national media outlets and has served as a spokesperson and recipe developer for numerous national brands. She's doing all right for herself, this gal. She's an expert traditional and seasonal cuisine from her family's dairy farm in Finland. Oh, my God. Does that sound lovely? Yeah. I'd love to go. I'd like to take Christina Vani and I, and I'd like to stroll through her family's dairy farm in Finland. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, she's got a lovely life, this gal. You know, we were, we were painting her to be kind of a sad sack driving through, uh, you know, um, drive throughs yeah. I was bitching about the, the way... Sausages. Sausage patties yeah. for seasoned, but turns out she's had it. Seems to have a nice life. We like her. So anyway, there you go. We have so many more countdowns to come. If you like fucking weird food countdowns, we'll count. We're counting down some wild ones in in the coming months here, mm-hmm. and uh, it's fun. It's fun for us to do. And then we also, of course, cover the things like yeah. uh, Fred Savage and uh, Frank Langella. And the weird lady who ran off with the prisoner. Mm-hmm. We, we'll cover those stories. We as well. hit them all. We try to hit everything. We and the catalogs. We got a Vermont country store coming tomorrow. We're gonna break that down. I'm seeing a lot now. I just want to say this. I know people always say you're stealing my material. You stole my material. They stole this joke. They stole that joke. And I'm I'm never one to do that. I'm like, eh, it's a joke that anyone could have figured out. You mm-hmm. know. But I have to say this. I don't. I there was not a person talking about the Vermont country store catalog before i started doing it on this podcast now every, i'll vouch for that every tiktok asshole is doing vermont country store shit they're oh i'm gonna go through vermont there's a woman now doing asmr what's that thing when they do like noises and they, yeah, yeah she she reads the vermont country store in a, in a dirty voice oh and and i see the date she started doing it it was like oh six months ago mm-hmm. so that's totally a ripoff of me yeah this Vermont country store. I was the first one doing this. Who the fuck was going to think of picking mm. up the Vermont country store and talking about their tablecloths? Mm-hmm. I did it first. I don't get any credit. Nobody cares. Yeah. She hasn't been following the Orton family no, as long no. as you have. We know Cabot, Cabot. Orton is a, is a dear friend. Yeah. He's a friend of the, mm-hmm. of the show. I think we've never spoken to the man and it probably, um, we're probably soon going to get a cease and desist yeah. from them. <laughs> and Christina Vani. Yeah, Both honestly, of them are probably yeah. going to cease and desist on us, but it's not going to stop us. Mm-mm. Anyway, well, there you go, everyone. We're going to release this right now uh, just for fun. 
Uh, Frangiola.fun uh, is the sponsor of today's podcast. And uh, Patreon. Patreon, uh, cover to cover, go get one. We talk this week's we did we broke down my trip to Alaska. I think it was great. Mm-hmm. Wild trip to Alaska I just got back from. So get you've got an extra couple five bucks here, ten bucks there. And they give you a deal if you get sign up for the year. Mm-hmm. They knock off like twenty percent or ten percent. So a considerable amount if you're uh, you know, go sign up for the year. I think if you sign up for the year for the five dollar, it's fifty bucks. And if you sign up the year for the ten dollar, it's like a hundred and twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. You can't even get a according to this gal. Can't even get to ciabatta. Can't even get a ciabatta. Over Panera, it's so expensive. You can't even get that. So, with inflation and everything that's going, gas prices going through the roof. The best deal in town is my Patreon. Mm-hmm. So go get one and get us to some numbers where I can uh, retire. Unlike Frank Langella, I won't have to be sexually accosting Carla Gugino when I'm 85 years mm-hmm. old. It's the hand place. Yeah. That's it. So well, we love you, everybody. What do we got to get out of here right uh, now? So we always like to finish with something fun. And you're going to see him. We'll get out of here. This might be the best one you've mm-hmm. ever chosen to go out on. And he's doing all. He's doing a lot of hauling outs. I learned something interesting, and I think I know everything about music. At least I, I try to. And I love this song, and I didn't realize it was. Um, I didn't realize Daryl Hall wrote it, but it's oh. on his set list on Monday night. He'll be doing it, and it's uh, the song from Paul Young song from Plane Trains Automobiles. Uh, now I can't think of a title of the fucking song. Paul Shit. Young, please. Paul Young. Um, you know that we all know the song. It's a fucking great song. But Daryl Hall wrote it. I did not know that. But and he's doing it on Monday night. Every time you go away. Every time you go away. He's doing it Monday night. And Todd Rundgren is opening. I told you that. Mm-hmm. Todd Rundgren is like one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's on the set list. So I'm excited for my solo Daryl Hall show on Monday night at the Wilton. Very excited about it. Love Daryl Hall. Daryl Hall actually did a thing with my uncle, who's now passed, my uncle Matt Frangiola, who's uh, no longer with us. Great guy. And uh, towards the end, my uncle Matt was refurbishing barn wood. He'd go walk around Connecticut and you know, mm. tear wood off old barns, and he would make different mantles and shit out of it. And started to get like a little bit of a business going doing it. And Daryl Hall had a show called Daryl's House. If you haven't watched it, you should. It's a great show. You can catch them all on YouTube. And uh, Daryl Hall went looking for wood to do something in his house, and he got it from my uncle. So you could see it. You could see my uncle Matt Frangiola on that episode Slinging where Daryl Hall wood. gets the farm wood from my uncle. So he holds a special place in our heart, Daryl Hall. We're excited about it. I'll tell you another story about Daryl Hall and John Oates. Uh, my probably one of my favorite Hollywood stories. You live in Hollywood, sometimes you, you run into famous people. I think I've told a story on the podcast before. But on the same day, I ran into Daryl Hall and John Oates in separate locations wow. on the same day. Mm. Two different places. I saw Daryl Hall in one place. Five hours later, I saw John Oates in another place. Mm-hmm. Completely different town in L.A. That's crazy. Wow. I don't think anyone else could probably say that about... No. You know, unless that's wild. Anyway, that's my Hall & Oates story. Love them. Bye-bye.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.